Good tidings to you, listeners, wherever you roam. Good tidings for Babylon 5. You just press play on the last best Babylon 5 podcast, a podcast tour de force that takes you through every single episode of Babylon 5, scene by scene, episode by episode, week to week. Welcome. So here's the deal. Two of us have not seen the show before and are coming at it with the clumsy innocence of a virgin. And that's myself and my co-host, Sean Rose. Hello. Hello. Sean Rose, the clumsy virgin. And Mm -hmm. uh, like a Frenchman experienced in the ways of love, one of us is experienced. I'm not really. This this, this comparison makes me a little uncomfortable, but okay. Why why, why does it make you feel uncomfortable, Sean? That's that's between you and your God. I just Uh, get a bad vibe from it, but anyway, continue. Well, that's that's on you, not on me. Uh, So here is the experienced Frenchman of love uh, who has seen all of Babylon 5. He knows all the buttons to press. He knows all the tricks. <laughs> please, please stop. Just he's seen the show before. You could just say that. No, no, it, it gives me uh, kernel knowledge. <laughs> Sean, this is this, this is, is broadcasting one hundred and one. I'm pumping up my co-hosts. Yeah, there's other ways you can. There's other His ways. name. There's got to be another way. He's been shitting and chatting. I, Sean has ruined my whole thing. Right, it's it's Ben. All right, it's Hi, ben. everybody. Uh, it's me, the Frenchman of love. Jesus, what? Sean, you've ruined everything. I had a whole plan. Uh, yeah. Well, don't worry. We'll get Steve back. Steve had a five-year plan. We'll get back at you later. Um, all right, so that's Ben. That's Sean. Uh, it's me. Uh, but, folks, we have something really special for you today. Um, this is a first ever for The Last Best Babylon 5. We have a legitimate guest on the show uh, for the first time ever. Uh, let's join. Let's welcome... Joining us from a land down under, uh, it's Ryan Slowinski, co-host of the Yum Yum podcast. Welcome, Ryan. Hello, I'm I'm here. I'm here to talk B five with you guys. I'm excited. Uh, I'm I, I don't even know how to follow up with all of that amazing intro stuff that Steve did that Sean interrupted and ruined. But thank you. I, thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm glad. glad you know, I'm glad here. I interrupted it. Right. it, was, I, it I, I like I like this already. We got someone else on our side. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ryan, uh, you are the the co-host of the Yum Yum podcast, uh, mm-hmm. and if you want to tell our listeners what what that's all about, so my wife Rachel and I are a uh, rewatch podcast. We initially started rewatching and reviewing and talking about Star Trek Discovery, the amazing amazing science fiction series Star Trek Discovery, where the name. Yum Yum originates from. It's a reference to an amazing line of dialogue from the season two finale that inspired us. We said, how can a line like that be written and produced and made? And we said, hey, we have to rewatch the entire show. And why don't we podcast about it? And then we ran out of discovery. We caught up after a certain point. And then we thought, we're big B5 fans. A lot of our discussions kept going back to, uh, hey, did you notice that Saru kind of feels like a soul hunter? He can sense death. And then we thought, why not cover Babylon 5? So we are going through Babylon 5, just like you gentlemen, but we come at it, come at it from the 
rewatch perspective. We get yeah, into the, the spoilers and all of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are experienced in the ways of love. Uh, We've seen it all. Five. I yeah, just, yeah, I just don't. All. There's just got to be another way. I, I, <laughs> there's literally no other way. Literally <laughs> no, no other way. Babylon uh, Five. Well, We've seen it all. It, we, it was too late. We've seen everything. It tried to cover it itself up, but we've watched all of it. <laughs> And now yes. we're reviewing it and talking about it. And we've had the pleasure of having each one of you guys on at a certain point on our show. For yes, those who yeah. yes. aren't aware, we've had uh, Sean and Steve on for the best episode of season two, The Long Dark. Oh, God, The Long Dark. And uh, we had I, Ben as, for... I, I think about that episode and I literally, like, I get tired, like physically <laughs> tired when I think about it. Because that. it's so good. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we had it's Ben on for a somewhat memorable episode we had been on for called the coming of shadows it's you know oh, it's a yeah, i've heard of that one it's a good one yeah it's, it's on the dvd one. cover apparently it's that important i don't know it's, it's no the, long yeah, dark yeah. but yeah it's oh god uh yeah and those are that was a lot of fun and we are we are very happy to have you here on our show um and we have a doozy for you tonight we are talking <laughs> about the episode and now for a word Oof. uh <laughs> and let's briefly get into it a reporter arrives on Babylon 5 as a battle erupts and crew members and ambassadors give revealing interviews. Uh, so this is a big one. Um, yeah. But, but we're, before... apparently we're not getting to it yet because you have apparently like 12 segments lined up uh, before we start. <laughs> what are, what are well, you? I don't like understand why you're shit. so upset. What, what is, is it, it because you hate the French? Is that why? No, I, uh, I just I would love to talk about the, the episode. The I'm sure you have some kind of clips of Gets you all wired up and, and I don't frankly question. angry. I You're have something I, so happy. Well, I have something I want to ask you two about, and this is something up? that uh, you don't even you, yeah. that you don't know about. Sure. Right. Uh, it sure. seems like uh, the the um, uh, I, I forget which devil which Devlin was it uh, that was involved with San Pell. Uh, Tommy remember. Tang. Well, Tommy uh, Tang is involved with Tang. That, that, that's, yeah. that's Tang. I'm talking about San Pell. That's Ernie. Ernie Devlin. Apparently, Ernie has upgraded. Because he got rid of uh, YouTube jokers, and he's gotten uh, Stanley Tucci. Have you seen those ads? Oh, yeah. no, I haven't seen yeah. that. You seen yeah. that? I saw those ads, and I was I've like, wow, yeah. you know what? Great. You, you finally got someone uh, worth worthwhile that you got yeah. instead of uh, yeah. two uh, uh, freaks. It's different, it's different markets. Uh, Stanley Tucci for yeah. the do, television. Do you, do you seethe with rage anytime you see that ad come no. up? No. Um, so let's go to our uh, first real segment and not uh, this yeah. little ambush by Sean. <laughs> oh, ambush. Yeah, it doesn't feel good, does it? Gotcha it doesn't journalism. Feel good. Gotcha yeah. journalism. He's trying to, to gotcha us. Yeah. And he's trying to get us mad uh, about Stanley Tucci. Who can get mad about the Tooch? We all yeah, have Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a wonderful man, and uh, it's 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 you know you, you, neither of you two could even come close. Sean is trying to weaponize Stanley Tucci. We won't have it. We do have a little <laughs> bit of business though. Um, it has come to our attention that we actually have a new review to yeah. read. Okay. So I guess Sean hates when we read reviews, yeah. but uh, we love when our listeners give us great reviews, and we want to just you know share that with the world. Uh, this one. <laughs> All right. And so I want to. So, so Steve. Yeah. Steve sent this review uh, to me, and and Sean, I want you to look this up. Uh, it is on, uh, on iTunes. This is an i like uh, on Apple Podcast review. It's it real. And it's not Steve us. sent this to to me and said. Uh, it is going to be very hard, and he wrote in all caps, very hard, to get Sean to believe this isn't us. Headline, I listened for the lifestyle section exclusively. <laughs> From user 
Viva La San Pell. Quote, this is, this five stars, five one stars. Of you wrote, one of you wrote this. I swear to, I don't have, I have a fucking pixel, Sean. I can't, I, I, I can't do, write a review on this. Uh, and it, it, it goes, I didn't even see Babylon's one through four, but the fifth one seems okay, even if it was disastrously short of Sandpel. Tang just doesn't have the, the pizzazz, at, uh, doesn't have the pizzazz as Sandpel. So could Sean, and they, they spelt your name uh, S-H-A-W-N, uh, be forced to apologize to the board of directors and CEO in order to regain? Um, I don't see this review, and I just uh, sent you a screenshot. It's real. It's, it's actually there. I'm looking Let's at it see. myself. But this is real. It is a great review. Thank you so much for Viva La San Pel. Uh, we agree with you. Um, I, I don't want to reveal too much, but uh, high level discussions are happening behind the scenes regarding San Pellegrino. So don't BTS, as they yeah, say, but behind the scenes. While this podcast <laughs> does discuss Babylon Five, we also have um, another mission. We are a lifestyle podcast. All right, are we? Uh, we subscribe to the Tang Lifestyle, and tonight we have a very special gift from the Tang Corporation. It's a Shawnee video. <laughs> Is this going right. to be Bob again? Is you it going to be Bob again? You might be familiar with Cameo. It's a it's website that provides again. video shoutouts from celebrities, from music videos and God. sports. Uh, etc etc Shawnee does the same thing but they're celebrities from Sean Rose's life and uh Ben we have a Shawnee here if you um it's it's Bob again it's, it, this is three in a row from Bob Sean it's Bob Herman <laughs> I think I think he must have shot these all the same time Ben and Steve tell me you're a big fan of our time together at the University of Connecticut I think it's right. Uh, this, he's Those in his back times, porch man. I've been to this back porch they also let me know you're not drinking your tang yeah, he's gonna threaten me again. <laughs> no, he's not. You threatened me before. Well, you had your chance. <laughs> All right. We tried to warn you. This is very threatening. What happens next is not gonna be pretty. <laughs> again. You ever, uh, you ever get a mosquito bite? Have you? The kind where the itch just sort of gets under your skin and no amount of scratching can take it away. I don't know what he's even talking about. What is? Uh -huh. That itch is about to take over every inch of your life. It's going to be agony. In fact, is... it's going to be so much worse than agony that there <laughs> isn't a word in this language for it. Maybe in German. You could have made this all go away. This is very didn't. upsetting. I, okay. Oh, well. Anyway, have fun with your and now for a word episode. Because after that, you'll never be whole again. Peace. Great. Right. Peace. Thanks, Thank Bob. you, Bob. Well, I don't understand the, the again, the threatening tone is very uh, um, mm. unwelcome, and uh, from especially from a friend of mine, my friend Bob Herman. Um, and again, uh, I don't know what he's referring to. Uh, it, it doesn't sound pleasant. And again, I, it's weird it when he, he kind of pleasant. tries to go with these uh, kind of metaphorical uh, ways of, of, of hurting me. Because the last time he said that he was like, he, he, he said, I'm gonna break your I'm gonna break your kneecaps, and then later on he said something bad is gonna happen to you, and it's like you already said what was gonna happen. 
Um, so I don't. He, what is he talking about? Like some kind of like itching powder or, or something? Or I, I don't know what the hell is. It? Well, he said your life is going to be agony because you don't drink Tang. Speaking of Tang, right. wow. Oh. And, and also, own. nothing has happened, by the way. Like this, no, nothing yeah. has happened. To now, Ryan, do you have Tang in Australia? So it's all empty. Threats. Well, that was a great question. I had never thought about the Tang question in Australia. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where I look around and I, I, I work in a in a grocery store, so I am the person who should know if we have tang and yeah i yeah. looked around and i couldn't find any tang oh, that's i went to epic. my local tang dealer johnny de bono and he didn't have any oh, so unfortunately it seems like it is a thing that has to be sought after uh i i did look around there's a usa specific american store that sells all of your oh, crap God. stuff yeah. <laughs> And it was there what? for... Yeehaw, get, come on in. Yeah. And if I wanted to get Tang, it was $15, so... No, nope. Um, <laughs> so unfortunately, I do not have any hey. Tang. I'm not living the Tang lifestyle. You guys have your Tang, and it looks absolutely delicious. Well, it's delicious, I have not, yeah, yeah, right? It's wonderful. Bottoms up. You're not missing uh, anything. Uh, it tastes just like fresh uh, it is, orange uh, juice. If, if anything, it's a blessing mm. that, you, that you're, you don't have it in Australia because it's, uh, it's not very good. And, we'll yeah. get it down there for you. Don't worry about Disgusting. it. We'll make some calls. What are um, the most popular things I have to ask about this? What are the most popular things in the America store? What 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 is like in the front display? Uh, Twinkies and Funyuns. Um, Twinkies and oh, Funyuns. Oh yeah, Funyuns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know Funyuns and, are pretty good. Yeah, that seems to be the big thing. So <laughs> I've I didn't... never really had a Funyun. Funyun wow. is, oh, I love Funyuns. It's tasty. Oh, yeah. I I Funyuns are, are one of oh, my yeah, favorite. Nothing, uh, nothing against it. It's if you're if I'm ever if I'm in the mood for junk, I, I go for Funyuns. That's there you go. I know that you guys are having a bit of an issue with Sandpel uh, over the last few weeks, but we have it in abundance down here. Sandpel lemon and lemon zest, uh, Essner's. Oh. It, it apparently has a 10 cent refund at collection depots. Uh, so if I take it to Great. a place I can get a 10 cent refund, that's something. Thanks, Sandpel. Um, yeah. White zesty and uh, lemony. Uh, the first time I've had a sandpell of this variety, and I've got to say, guys, uh, I can understand why you would uh, used to work with these fellas. They're pretty good, pretty yeah. decent. I would say, uh, if I had to give this a review, I would have to give it a. Let me just give it a test. <sighs> yeah, that's a yum yum, Sean. That's a yum yum, Sean. That's a yum yum, Sean. Yeah, we're gonna have to have some of those high-level discussions with Sam. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Um, don't really, worry about it, Sean. Yeah. Uh, you should worry about your safety after this episode uh, ends recording. But let's get into uh, the actual episode here, Ben. Sure. Uh, do you want to take it away? That's uh, that's all of our segments. Yeah. Uh, so this episode is, and now for a word. Uh, this is uh, another JMS episode, and uh, it's uh, it's off format. This is a uh, off format. Uh, episode the it's a little fun hey you know it's a spot of fun um <laughs> it is uh, uh it it begins and uh, it lets us know that uh, it's interrupting our evening schedule for a special <laughs> isn program september 16th 2259 mm. uh <laughs> and it's 36 hours on babylon 5 with cynthia torkman now this this woman looked very familiar to me, this oh, yeah? actress. And the whole mm. time I was watching, I'm like, I think I know who this is. Who was uh, it? And I looked it up. Um, her name is Kim Zimmer. 
Mm. And she was on the soap opera Guiding Light, which my mother watched every oh, single yeah. day. Oh, my God. For most of my childhood. Oh, and so wow. She played Reva on Guiding yeah, Light. Yeah, you're right. My mom, yeah, my mom watched Guiding Light all the time, too. Wow. Uh, Very so popular with moms. Yeah, it was. Uh, You're right. So she, that is. I I thought she was familiar too, but I didn't. I was like, oh, she just well, kind of looks familiar. I couldn't place it. And it's I like, drink oh, Tang. My so my brain I remember there was better. an episode of Guiding Light where she went inside a mirror, and I don't remember what the context <laughs> of that was. Okay. It's like when soap operas decide for like one episode to have like fantasy elements out of nowhere yeah and they go crazy um, and off the rails yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh it was like one of those oh my god yeah you're right that is that's oh there my she god. is it's reva from guiding light that's but here she is. this is because when i grew up watching this i've looked her up and i didn't get guiding light that wasn't a soap opera we had we would get your bold and the beautiful but we have neighbors and uh Neighbor, home and away so neighbors. which gives us the hemsworths and guy pierces and, and, uh, and yeah. my mom is a big fan of uh, uh bold and the beautiful also she, my mom is a big fan of all the CBS soap operas, and Including uh, she was Discovery. Um, no, she has. She's not. A, she's not a Star Trek fan, unfortunately. Um, the best soap but, opera. Uh, yeah, soap operas and reality shows. That's what my mom yeah, is well, into. <laughs> we and don't musicals. have the Hemsworths. We don't have the Hemsworths, but we do have uh, Cynthia Torkman. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. So uh, I've got a question for you three. So we get to see that Cynthia Torkman is like uh we see where she is at isn which is like this pedestal like kind of floating up in the air uh or high up yeah. in the air and uh like she's a, a alone like on this huge pedestal in this room my mm. question for like and this is done in, in cgi my question is <laughs> is that within the world of babylon 5 is mm. that a news graphic like, you know, like when you're watching CNN mm -hmm. or whatever, or is she actually on, and I'm, I'm mm -hmm. seeing Ryan nod his head, uh, uh, is she actually on this pedestal and this yeah. news complex? Uh, I think she is. I think she is. And I think George, I think George Lucas saw this on TV and he said, I want to do that for the prequels. I want to have them on these weird floaty towers in the middle of some kind of dome. And I've always thought that it's a real thing. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess American news graphics get much crazier than they do down here to even contemplate that this could be a news graphic. But I just yeah, this this could absolutely value. be a news a news mm. graphic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would would either of you two? Uh, she must be what like twenty feet up. <laughs> it's pretty high. Um, I think it'd be fun if it's real. Sure. Yeah, it's real. It, yeah. it looks like a Tim and Eric sketch. Like <laughs> it does look like something that would be in Tim and Eric. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, she, she talks about, uh, you know, among earth outposts, uh, there's only one that's, uh, uh, or there are only two that are very controversial. One is obviously Mars colony. And we've heard a lot of yeah, that. Crap. Obviously there's Dan. Uh, but, yeah. But uh, uh, then the next one is Babylon 5. What? Negatives, polling negatives are, are going up. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Right hey. now. Yeah. Uh, and, and now uh, the, the public is 41% negative. On, wow. on uh, Babylon 5? Babylon 5, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I was very, this whole beginning of this episode got me very excited because I was like, I think when I heard the premise of this episode, I was like, oh, it's going to be like a, like a normal episode. And then there's going to be a reporter and it's going to be like an episode about how like 
the media sucks and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, yeah, we've already met a journalist. And yeah, yeah. And it was going to be like, okay, blah, blah, blah. I didn't, but when this started and I'm like, and, I, and then it was this, I was like, oh, I hope the whole, I hope this is the whole episode. I hope the whole episode mm-hmm. is like the news broadcast. And I was, uh, I was, deli- I was, I was delighted. I, I just, I, I was so, yeah. I was so happy throughout this whole thing. Yeah, I was like committed to the whole thing. I was like, like, no way, uh, no way they're going to do this the whole episode. Yeah, if they do, it's going to take a it's going to be amazing if they do it the whole time. And then they did. Uh, So she says uh, tonight's program is Babylon 5, uh, 36 hours. Expect the unexpected. I did. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Well, I know what you expected, uh, Can't Steve. Wait. And uh, <laughs> yes, so we we start with uh, some CGI of like a first person shot uh, flying in uh, to to Babylon Five. We get to hear Ivanova uh, doing her job, which is uh, directing traffic, and then we see a Narn ship and a Centauri ship, uh, uh, and the Narn ship opens fire. Yeah, CG is um, good. It's good. Yeah. The CG was like very colorful and very interesting. Yeah, and to uh, put it in that kind of first person perspective, like the actual cameras mounted on the things, it's one of those things that feels very unique to the show because usually we just get the faraway static shots of something else looking at it. But this kind of reminded me of how Battlestar Galactica would do their spaceship fights, where it's kind of mounted to the ship and it's flying around and it gives you a different perspective oh, yeah. and makes the CG look a little less dated in its own way. Well, they were, I think one of the big things was they also wanted to do stuff where it had a Z axis, um, as opposed to like being on two planes, they wanted like it to like, uh, ships to move, uh, move around Mm. in, in 3d space. And, uh, uh, you get that here with this first person. Um, and, uh, so she says, uh, you know, what happens next? We're going to see lies, deception, and conspiracy. We see photos of Sheridan, Londo, and Jakar. And this uh, this program has been brought to you by Interplanetary Expeditions. And yep. uh, then we go into uh, the, the opening credits. Now, Steve, what yes. uh, what did you... Uh, you said, uh, uh, you know, yeah, you expected look, the unexpected. Every time, what did you expect? I, this, this, every time I watch the show, I, I write down during in my notes, is Keffer going to be in this episode? And I mm-hmm. always say no. And last week, uh, he was in the episode, and I was maybe feeling a little bit like I'm I'm rolling the dice. This seems like a great episode for this Keffer. seems like one that he this would definitely the, yeah. easily yeah. be dropped this into for three easy. seasons. Easy, easy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is an easy Keffer yes. And so I uh, I said yes to Keffer, and um, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. I, Look, uh, with the opening credits, I just want to say this. One of the things that always has bugged me about the episode is I kind of wish, and Enterprise did this later itself, is I kind of wish that the credits went with the bit as well. And oh, so they it's did, normal, like an ISN. Oh, yes, yeah, five yeah. credits. Instead, it's, yeah. just, it's Bruce Boxleitner, star of Kingdom Hearts himself, just narrating. <laughs> and it's the usual affair. And I don't know, I always kind of wish that... If they, I mean, this is what the reboot's for. If you make it today, dedicate the full bit, including the opening credits. Pretend it's a real thing, right? And yeah. pretend it's a full newscast the entire time. I don't need to see Natoth's face pop up in the opening credits <laughs> to remind me that she's not in the episode. I would right. say the the only reason I I wouldn't be too upset 
with them for that is because that could have been like a network thing like the, the mm-hmm. it could have been like a i mean i don't know for certain but it could have yeah, been okay then i'm like, upset with the network where it's like you can't yeah. put a you can't put a, a title sequence to a show that's not real they've got to know that it's babylon 5 yeah i don't know maybe maybe not i don't know so uh steve are you sure dig deep um so uh we we returned to uh, uh cynthia torkman and uh, she's walking around and uh, discussing the Narn attack, and uh, uh, she's on, uh, like, in the customs at the gates, and uh, she's harassing Franklin as he's trying to save, uh, like, the centaur. Like, she's just harassing people who are trying to do their jobs, which is very, like, there there are bodies uh, mm-hmm. being, like, wheeled through, and, uh, like, Sheridan runs in, and he's trying to take control of the situation, but she's just like, wait, 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 can I, can I talk to you? Can I talk to you, please? That's how you gotta do it. You have to be uh, uh, a fighter to be a yeah. reporter here, Ben. You've, you've got to That's barge right. in there and just do the job, and uh, with the whole it being a news report thing and her barging her way through this weird perspective, it also makes what they're looking at, the violence, feel more graphic than it usually would in any other episode of this show. It's like, oh, we're having like a quick shot of this guy bleeding profusely and then walk away. We're with Cynthia Talkman. She really wants to talk to Sheridan now about what? I don't know, some something like what's going on? She just wants a story. But in the background, it's like, yeah, you're right. Franklin's, hey, I'm trying to save lives here. Could we just move beyond this, please? I'm, I need to do my job. But hey, she's there for a story. She's got 36 hours to get all the news. Yeah, Franklin in general is uh, is dead fucking serious in this episode. <laughs> like, yes. Franklin is absolutely no not He's taking not any fucking shit around in this episode. I bet his dad taught him not to trust the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's an interesting little like. He just like when he's not speaking with people he's close to, he's just like he is like I am serious. This is very very serious. <laughs> you know, intense. Uh, intense. Uh, one of the things I appreciate, so when she's uh, bugging Sheridan about it, uh, he gives her like kind of a banal answer about what's going on. And Sheridan is like, in this whole episode, you could tell that he takes, uh, in this whole se- uh, season, we've seen him grappling with uh, public perception of it. And so he's constantly trying to manage Mm. Uh, her and his responses to her. What about the Narn vessel that attacked the transport? We dispatched a fighter wing to apprehend them. We won't know anything more until they're in protective custody. If you will excuse me, please. This episode is full of uh, wonderful moments and, and wonderful choices. And uh, yeah, that's that's one of many is Sheridan's mm. uh, public face. Mm. Speaking of uh, people's public faces, so now we get Londo uh, being interviewed and he he uh he's very good at this. This is exactly the kind of behavior that endangers the very purpose of Babylon 5. This place is dedicated to finding peaceful solutions to our problems. For the Nam to carry their vendetta against our people into neutral territory like this. I think I think what's also interesting again about the just the general premise of this episode is that it's like this is what like you're basically when you're watching this episode you are in the the POV of uh, just a, a, a regular Earth citizen. And so this is just the only way that they really see Babylon 5. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how everyone else sees them, is, is this whole episode. Is just, like, this is how everyone else sees it. This is how everyone else sees... And, and as we'll get into later on with uh, some 
commercials that pop up. Um, this is just like, this is all most people know about Babylon 5, and they wouldn't see anything past any of this. So and it's, it's also really of the, interesting. And also of the aliens as well. Like, these yep. are the representations they get on the media of the Centauri, these noble, friendly people who look like us. They've been our friends for a long time. And then you have Jakar, who is very standoffish. He's very alien looking, very scary yeah. looking. And mm-hmm. he's it's very like a dinosaur. Yeah. yeah and, he, and he's very angry. But the thing that's really great is we've watched the show. So we understand why these yes. characters are where they are at. But the episode frames it like you aren't supposed to remember that. That's what makes it fun. Like Londo, I wrote in my notes, sucks. Londo sucks. Yeah. He's an absolute <laughs> asshole. This is reprehensible because he's lying through his teeth. He's the yeah. reason that this war started in the first place. And he's relishing being in front of this camera, having a go at the Narn for being savages. And you can tell he's a bad boy now because he wears all black. You know, that's how oh, you know he's he a bad good. boy now. He looks good. Yeah. It's a good look. It's makes it work. Yeah, and he's just like every shitty politician that you see on news on news shows that are just talking about like oh yeah you know the war that whatever we're fighting it's really tough for us but you know we don't have our hand in it it's it's really out of our hands we're just trying to do the best with what we can but we all know that's a lie and we know that with londo too this is the guy who literally makes deals to get stuff happening with the war and it's just (laughs) you look at him here and you just as a viewer of the show you're disgusted by him but also the performance is so fun that it's kind of hard to keep your eye off of it. Oh yeah, and he's playing it up too. He's doing a great job. Um, every everything they write for or that guy Peter. Uh, how do you say his last last name? Jurassic. Yeah, there yeah. he is. Uh, everything they write for him, he's able to. He matches the writing constantly. So. Mm. Um, and uh, then uh, we we get uh, Jakar, and he just starts off. He's lying. Yeah. Don't, you know, just don't don't trust him. He's he's a liar. He's a he's a sneaker. And uh, uh, she's like, all right, well, tell me more. And he, he lets her lets her know. Well, I I have to talk. Uh, I have to talk this over with my government. And wait a minute, your government authorized this. Their, their, your government is putting us in jeopardy. Mm. He says we're already <laughs> already in great jeopardy. And uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, <laughs> One person's good at uh, managing narratives. Yeah. The other, but... the, the other isn't. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, but now uh, we, we, get to, we get to see an old friend we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Our friend Eduardo Del Vientos from, oh, okay. uh, from yes, the yes, first yes. season. Yeah. He's one the of union uh, the, man. The, the dock oh, workers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was very happy I to see this guy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This guy, yeah. yeah, this this was this was this was fun to see this guy. He's again. the working man. Uh, he says what it's like to be a working man on Babylon. He's 5. just like, hey, you know, how you doing? yeah, I, I, you know, there's some perspectives I think uh, we're missing in in this one. You know, perhaps you know, what would somebody who who defends the ship, like or the the station, what what yeah. are they? You know, yeah, someone like a in, high ranking, someone pilot. in charge of a squadron, perhaps. Where, uh, where's that perspective? I mean, I had a problem, and I'm sorry to jump ahead too far, but I was, I had a big problem that Negrath was not interviewed. <laughs> well, the, yeah, that's <laughs> everyone's problem in every episode. Where's Negrath? Yeah, there was no Negrath Lou interview been... either. No Lou. 
Yeah, they're oh, well, no loot. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lou, the thing yeah. is, is that I mean, the what's the the motivation of the story? Is it to make Babylon Five look bad? Then they wouldn't have Lou in it, would they? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. He's just uh, too. He's too attractive. People. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, then we'd have like a romance subplot with yeah. her. Yeah. And <laughs> things would get steamy, and uh, it was just have Lou. You can't have a camera a... on on Lou. The lens would start melting. We've already zigged with this episode. It's off format. We don't want to zag and make this an off format, off format episode. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Uh, so but Eduardo, uh, but, thank you, Eduardo. Yeah, Eduardo, uh, he, he gives us a little uh, Flintstones. It's a living. Yep. And uh, now, uh, finally, and uh, you've named him uh, before. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that's because you, you looked him up. And you that's spoiled cheating. yourself. And yeah. uh, you, yeah. you spoil name himself. spoilers, yeah, <laughs> name spoilers. Uh, we we uh, the the gentleman up in C and C, Corwin, David Corwin. Corwin. He has a yeah. name mm-hmm. that Sean yeah. spoiled. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean who, spoiled. What? People died. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, the 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 guy who's up in C and C, the handsome the, guy, the, the, the handsome guy, one. the guy the that's guy. always there. Oh, the guy, the guy that's there. The guy who's I don't even okay. So, so they have an fine. interview with you this don't know guy. Who he is. He's up yeah, yeah, the he's guy. Hand, he's he's, always, he's there. always speaking in the you know, the he's one of his All little right. friend. All right. Yeah. Um but Great. yeah, he has an interview. I thought it was really cute that he had an interview. It also feels as an audience member for us who pay attention, it's rewarding because you always notice these background guys. So it's kind of fun that he gets an interview and the humor of his interview is He's lying. Oh, Ivanova he... is uh, hovering. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure, he doesn't say anything. Yes, that was funny. <laughs> offensive, which is what I constantly have to do on this podcast. Yeah. I'm constantly yeah. editing out all the horrible things that yeah. one of us says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and uh, Ivanova starts to give some real side eye when the the reporter uh, asks like leading questions, like, "Oh, do you like working here? Uh, is it rough?" Like, is it, uh, it's, uh, no. what's the, ad- like, atmosphere? Mm. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's great. Like, she's afraid. Have fun. She's afraid that fun. he's going, like, going to say, no, my, my boss is an asshole. Uh, you ever heard of Zavanova? Yikes. Nobody's ever lost their cool up here, especially not, uh, Commander Ivanova. She's always cool and level-headed, and Ivanova nods, like, yes, yes, that's correct. Yeah. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. Good. Uh, She's not the, the pointy-haired boss, to put it in language, that some people might understand. <laughs> you know, all the, the Dilbert fans out there. You know. Yeah, we had, we, <laughs> our, this podcast has a lot of Dilbert fandom uh, yeah, crossover. It's, it's, I don't appreciate these jokes because it's insensitive because Scott Adams' wife just left him. And that's not <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. It's really rude. We guys, have to be respectful. Guys, of... His Instagram model 20-year-old wife just left him, and it's, it's not nice. <laughs> can't you can't you can't just you how can't could you leave well first off i was Gilbert. just talking really about the, the pointy-haired boss and and now you're you're the one well, that's his that's his uh that's his creation you know that's mm-hmm. uh so i just want to say like you gotta just be sensitive because yeah i'm sorry scott like you know what actually let's take let's all say sorry scott sorry scott yeah sorry scott i'm we, very sorry scott you know it's rough you know there's I'm a sorry, lot scott. of beautiful women on instagram that are yeah. all very young yeah. and yeah. uh you know they, they're yeah. gonna love seeing the big uh, dilbert tower in your castle yeah. um so <laughs> invite them it's, all over we don't agree but come on 
There's, uh, you know, there's anyway. many more fish out there in the sea on Instagram. You know, yeah. they may DM you the saying that they want to promote your podcast. There's, for free there's plenty the... of other Instagram models who will be perfectly fine mm. that your your pepon no longer works. Uh, it's it's totally okay. Wow. Yeah, his little Dilbert no longer works. Yeah. <laughs> his little, his Dilberito. His anyway, I prefer, I, uh, it's his little dogbird. Oh. <laughs> All right. So uh, now we, we go to, to Sheridan and uh, Sheridan. Uh, our our friend, he's always looking at the the, the quote of the day calendar, and he opens with uh, <laughs> a classic. A classic. classic. He probably was looking at somebody's he mug. Yeah, fucking, he saw it on a mug. This fucking guy. Sharon. He goes. Uh, he, was, well, he, he was in the break room, and he saw someone with. Hey, that's a pretty nice mug. Can I see? <laughs> that's a good one. Can <laughs> I have that mug? <laughs> <laughs> I want to fill Nobody's it with orange perfect. juice. <laughs> Boy, it's crazy. Yeah, he's it's Sheridan's it, law that he has to use a new word. That's what it is. Yes. It's Sheridan's I'm law. sorry. Ben, what is the what is the quote of the day? Well, the, the, the quote of the day, September 16th, 2259, is <clears throat> You don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. <laughs> oh, that's funny, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, good one. Yeah, Very good. good stuff. He's, he's, you know, listen, he, he loves that shit. He both, like, he's saying it to be kind of boring for the screen, but also that's something that he does. He would see that mug and would think, like, you know what? It's true. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, they, they talk about uh, how uh, nobody expected uh, Babylon 5 to make it. Uh, the original bets. Uh, mm. uh, were extremely uh that was i really like that they put the 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 like lloyds of london and the they put the odds up on the screen i thought that was really (laughs) funny that was a new vegas bedded which was fun las vegas and new vegas the the moment they started doing stuff like that i was like oh this this whole premise is the best i i love this this is so and it's a fun way to give some background lore and exposition without it feeling as if it is just lore dump and just clunky like we were in the early days yeah for sure it matches the gimmick of the episode that this is a news thing. They're going to put a little graphic here and give us a description of nobody believed Babylon 5 would ever make it. And so, again, it's reinforcing that Babylon 5 is the underdog in the universe, that nobody believed it would happen. Nobody believes in it back in, on Earth. 40% of people don't support it now. And, yeah, it's just a fun little thing. I always love when B5 includes new things on Earth, like New Vegas or... Uh, that San Diego's a wasteland or whatever. Yeah, I love r- that. Rest country. in peace, San Diego. <laughs> uh, then he he talks a little bit about uh, when he was captaining the Agamemnon, and yeah. uh, she brings up, you know, Babylon Five has gone through some changes since it started. Uh, first off, you added uh, someone really big to your staff, Warren Keffer, yeah, um, Warren and Keffer. he's close personal friends with everybody, but we just haven't seen him around. Um, yeah. He's always then, in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, He's had too many Zoom burgers. And uh, she says, uh, is it because of bad leadership? And you know who mm-hmm. she's talking about. Uh, you know mm-hmm. talking Come on. That's rude. Doesn't like, she doesn't like Sinclair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then I don't like her. All right. Wow. He, uh, you know, he didn't mean, get the frictionless sheets for her. That's why yeah. she's upset. Don't talk know? shit about uh, her man. Yeah, I'm Our in. sex man. <laughs> yeah i um yeah i really liked one of the little details here is she says one of the people that uh 
kind of ridiculed Babylon 5's leadership was former Senator Hidoshi. Oh, which former? Was the main... I didn't catch that. Yeah, former yeah. Senator Hidoshi. We did meet Hidoshi, and he was just kind of like one of those spineless politicians who's like, yeah, I'll help you out. You know, listen, changes are part of life. And uh, if you're in the military, you, you get moved all over the place. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of the things Hidoshi said was, it's like, well, maybe, you know, Babylon 5 is too big a horse. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, Sheridan says, on some days it does feel uh, that it might be too big a horse. Very <laughs> diplomatic way to deal with someone dissing your workplace like that. Mm. Well, you know, you know what they say. You don't have to be crazy to work there, but it helps. <laughs> but it helps. Yeah. Mm. Like if if imagine if he wasn't crazy and he worked there, then it wouldn't help. Yeah. Uh so now we get uh no bullshit Franklin. <laughs> and uh he uh uh, uh she he he uh, decides uh, to tell a, a lighthearted story of a friend <laughs> he, who died. He, he gives the tragic origin oh, story. God. We got a yeah. couple of tragic origins today. Yeah. yeah, he uh, yeah. he talks about when he was a, a kid, his first time or 17 years old, he, his first time on a transport a friend of his was running around horse playing, which <sighs> they tell you not to do. Strike one, strike one, strike, strike one. one. And then he hid in the airlock. Strike, strike two. two. And then he accidentally spaced himself. Strike oh, three, a, out. That's a home run. You're of, out in uh, space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens when you yeah. get uh, three strikes, you get a home run, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> three strikes, home run. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how it works, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, then he says, you know, uh, you don't die instantly in a vacuum. He, uh, he could see his friend trying to breathe, but there was nothing uh, mm. there. And he yeah, hang, cool. hung there like a puppet with the strings tangled up yeah cool nice yeah then, uh, he tells that whole story and then uh cynthia torkman goes cool do you have uh any funny ones uh so now uh cynthia is in the zocalo she starts talking about crime and oh, i, I, I this but, scene. This scene but this so is fun. this is the uh camera in Times square Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. scene where we, we get everybody uh trying to to get uh on the camera get so on their TV. mom sees them. They're just grinning at the camera and waving, and even aliens are just like yeah, everybody. Everybody's having a ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, nice touch. it's a nice. This episode is full of nice touches. Uh, not that, mm. that was one of many. Yeah, and her overall like news reporting speeches, like in this scene where I think she's her overall point is is B five worth it or like that's just general sentiment and you see that in this scene where it's got the goofy stuff in the background but I like the way she talks where it's clearly got some bias to it but it's not playing mm. its hand so overtly it's not so obvious that the writer doesn't like journalists because after all JMS was a journalist so this is coming oh, from I somebody who's like I've done this before so let's actually explore that but I do love the little touch of it's a, it's a scene that's asking real questions, but you have the Times Square thing where you have the extras in the background going, hey, look, I'm on the TV screen. It's really fun and yeah. silly. Yeah, it's great. And the ones that were aliens, that got paid extra. Uh, yeah. So uh, now we, we get Jakar giving a statement and he's surrounded by Narn. This is, everybody's very interested in, in staging their own scenes well. 
Uh, so uh, he says uh, that uh, the Centauri ship was secretly tran- uh, transferring WMDs. And yes. uh, the Centauri are turning Babylon 5 into a weapon supply post. And they will not allow it, even if it, uh, even if it means shutting down Babylon 5. And he, no, he says that knowing that. that it's leading into a, not and, a on Babylon 5 commercial, but a commercial that will be, says it in a very dramatic way, just so he can mm-hmm. go right into a commercial. That, that, that is the end of the act. Yeah, I love Ba-ba-bum. how... Yeah. They are accusing the Centauri of something that the Centauri accused them of a few episodes ago, where they're using civilian ships to have weapons on them. That's something the Centauri bitched about two episodes ago, or three episodes ago, and now they're doing the exact same thing. It's just like, they're, they're always switching sides, these two races. of One's accusing one of this, and then the next episode, the same race that was accused of this is like, no, now they're doing this. This is really unfair to us, and... Yeah. I, I do love how the camera frames Jakar because it's we remember Jakar as a nice guy at this point, but he still looks scary and he speaks in his authoritarian ways. Like he's very stern and he comes across very frightening. But what he's saying is is very very scary. Uh, like the Centauri are using Babylon Five as a weapons outpost at this point, which is which changes the game. I love that about this episode too. It seems like it's a gimmick episode. Like, oh, it's just a gimmick. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Constantly throwing in things that, no, no, the war's escalating. The Centauri and the Nan are doing this. Babylon 5 is actually getting dragged in in a way that uh, we may not have expected an episode like this to actually give us because this could have been a whole episode on its own. Like, we could have had a normal episode, but this is just a part of this one where it's a news gimmick as well, which makes it feel more fun and less of a... Uh, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we just had it from the point of view of the ISN? Yeah, no, I agreed. They did not have to go this hard. And yet, <laughs> and yet they did. <laughs> uh, so uh, now we're back to Earth and, and we meet a, there's a new senator in town. Mm. <laughs> just, yeah. There's a, a new piece of shit. There's a new senator in town. His name is Senator Quantrell. Quantrell. We hear that, according to the Office of uh, Public Morale, President Clark's popularity is uh, it's hitting dramatic new levels. Good for him. (laughs) Good for him. His policies of being pro Earth has been super effective, and everybody loves President Clark. I love. (laughs) And the Senate is going to keep telling us why his policies are awesome and why B five kind of (laughs) sucks. Uh. So. And uh, he he starts talking about how you know this is just a waste of money. This has been spending. This is costing us just way too much money. Do we even need it? Just a lot of money. And uh, and 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 frankly, I've I've spent a lot of money in my life, and so I understand the situations where you're like, you know what, I got to curb my money spending. Yeah, fifteen dollars for a thing of tang. Come on. Yeah, Yeah. that's ridiculous. It's unacceptable. Uh, unacceptable uh um, so and the cost overruns have been ridiculous and the, the the guy says she asks it's like well is this even worth it he says well you know we made uh this was all conceived after the war mm. no it's uh, a little too early to tell but uh, you know we rebuilt our military forces and if uh, the war started today maybe it'd go a little a little something differently yeah, yeah. we would be better yeah. their ass yeah <laughs> and uh he, he's like well and i don't really know what what sort of benefit we get out of uh babylon 5 but you know it gives us uh 
some money. Visibility. Yeah. With other aliens. You know, <laughs> they they see it a little bit. So that's that's fine. Yeah. That's good, right? I love the subtlety here too, where it's not only we get visibility from the aliens, we also get to get to keep a little eye on what they're doing too, which is very yeah. important to Earth. I like to point out that this actor, Senator Quantrell, is Rico's Quantrell. dad from Starship Troopers, which will maybe be very important mm. because oh, some, right, of this episode, some of this episode reminds yeah, me yeah. of Starship Troopers, which obviously timeline-wise this comes before, but I just wanted to point that out because this episode has some would-you-like-to-know-more attitude to it, and right. uh, it's, it's funny yeah, that, it does. This, yeah, especially right. that the dad from it is in here too, so that's cute. That is a nice touch. Yeah, there is a moment later on which is very <laughs> frighteningly uh, close to Starship Troopers. I. <laughs> uh, Sheridan says uh, uh, another uh, phrase of his that we actually mm -hmm. hear twice in this, which is that he says uh, this is a little bit of armchair quarterbacking. He says it's jingoism, self-deception, armchair uh, quarterbacking. You know, I was mm -hmm. a little bit, um, you know, knowing that you would be on this episode today, Ryan, I was just like, yeah. uh, God, did, quarterbacking, is that going to be a term that the uh, Australians? Yeah. Yeah, no, they've Great never question. heard of it. <laughs> no, we have uh, we have rugby. We have different terms. Yeah, there's no quarterbacks in rugby. Yeah, sorry to say it. We we have different things. We don't say armchair quarterbacking, uh, unfortunately. But it's weird too because I wanted him to use a baseball term because that seems like Sheridan's game of choice. He loves baseball, unlike another uh, deep space station captain of some sort. <laughs> but uh, whatever, I uh, just forget about yeah, it. Those deep space franchises. Uh, uh, so, like, I love Mad Sheridan here too because he always tries to keep composed. But I, what I love about Sheridan in comparison to Sinclair uh, is, yeah. you can break Sheridan easier. He can oh, get Sheridan's a baby. so much easier. Yeah, Sheridan <laughs> is such a little brat. It's so funny. He's such a great character because he's like he's always complaining and he's <laughs> not, not good at rent. hiding it. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not going to pay rent. Armchair quarterbacking. How dare they? They don't. They don't know what it's like. And but I do love. There's a truth to what he says, right? There's so many people. Oh, sure, You've even yeah. seen it in B5, like that episode where Sinclair got abducted by the weirdo who invaded his mind, who also said the same thing. Of we could have won the war. It's like it's so easy to say that after the fact, and if you're not, and if you were never there. So it's that same sentiment again again this episode is yeah jms knocking at the door saying hello it's me jms i've got some uh some of the thesis of uh, the talks. episode of the season here and i just want to lay it out it's funny though because you couldn't threaten uh christopher frank like that. but he's being friendly to us see he has yeah, two he you know he has his threatening voice it is interesting because he does say that we didn't win the war and she's like we hey uh just a fact check here we actually did win the war he goes Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, 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 that's sure, why he sure. that's why he's silenced after that. He's just left uh, there. Yeah. Going, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess we uh, did, didn't we? Okay. Mm -hmm. So now we're in uh, the observation dome or CNC, and uh, mm -hmm. we meet the perky and energetic commander Ivanova. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. Yes. <laughs> this the is name the name wrong. MS took Ben aside and said, "Stop calling it CIC. Every time you call it CIC on this podcast." I'm going to just keep having my script say CNC out loud. Okay. This isn't yeah, battle. Yeah. This is command yeah. and control, not, not CNC, CIC. Okay. So back to Ivanova. She's here being energetic. I, and perky, but, I, but then, I think they actually got it right on the news broadcast. And we've been saying it wrong this whole time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, Ivanova uh, talks about how they're they're currently investigating the Narn uh, claims, and uh, uh, Cynthia says like, "Well, uh, uh, could you uh, tell me a little bit about yourself?" And she's like, "Well, born in uh, the Russian consortium." Yeah. Here, here's some broad strokes. Yeah. Well, we get her her tragic backstory. Uh, I was born mm -hmm. in the Russian consortium, and then I traveled around. Not much to say. I joined. Uh, I joined the service after my brother died, and uh, I, I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's much more to your story than that. Yes. Yes, yes there is. Bye. <laughs> yeah. She she took a leaf out of Kosh's book. Just say one word and walk <laughs> off. <laughs> That's a good book. It's a good book. It works. It works. Hey, if it works, it works. Uh. So now, uh, we 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 get the Garibaldi interview and Garibaldi he, he's, he's just like us actually in this scene what do I hope for I hope to get through this interview without getting myself fired how's that for a start this was actually my favorite interview in the episode by the way I, I love Garibaldi's interview here because he is the most his character this is just Garibaldi I love when Garibaldi yeah. talks about how he sees the world in this very paranoid but also I want to be relaxed fashion that contradiction in terms of he's very much I'm aware that the world is a nightmare around me but also I just like to chill out and watch Looney Tunes sometimes without the world falling apart and I think his interview here kind of ripples throughout the rest of the episode of the thesis of can you actually have nice things on Babylon 5? Will it always fall apart? And like, what's your mentality for when it falls apart? Because by the end, everybody has a different point of view when something, when the shit hits the fan. And he is very much, he's stayed true. His, his whole ideology is, well, I'm aware that this is going to happen. So I'm okay with that because I'm aware that the world is crap, but I hope it can be better at least. Eh, that's the best I got for you. Yeah, maybe one day it will be so good I could be bored. Uh, then he gets a buzz uh, from Ivanova. Uh, there, there's a problem, and he looks directly at the camera, and he goes, "See what I mean?" And this would have been the perfect mm. time to cameo because this is, you know, all the music in this episode and everything is is diegetic, like it's to the uh, the mm. broadcast. So Frank could have put in comedy music and it would have been appropriate would have been perfectly fine no we don't do that anymore mm. but no, no it could have been fine because it would have been within the context no, no of we this don't do it anymore we don't do Just it anymore. don't do it we don't do mm -hmm. it anymore no comedy music never again that's yeah. the lesson that's the lesson that christopher frank learned is never again with comedy music everyone has their moment <laughs> where they crack and say never again and that's his when jms came in and had a had a little yeah. talk with him uh so uh now uh we're we're going into the the green sector the alien sector then, oh my did, god this scene did you what know? i had written down as sean's favorite scene probably yeah, I, I, I was um, i was a little disappointed really and, and i was well yes because uh i'll be blunt um well no I, I this makes sense it makes sense that you know they wouldn't be able to get an interview with kosh um, but god damn it wouldn't have been so he wanted great one if, I, if yeah, it's pretty great what god. happens I wanted one but what ended up happening I thought was, was better than what I wanted exactly I, uh, I respectfully disagree 
Sean, <laughs> what, if, if you were doing a pass on this, what would? how would you do it? An interview with Kosh? With Kosh. Cynthia Torkman? Oh, just, yeah, just have Kosh talk to, to the camera. Can you fucking imagine Kosh what would talking you want to him the to Cynthia watching the reel of human that, history? What would that fucking guy say? Uh, Ambassador, can you explain this TV that just fucking is playing human Ka history on a loop? Ambassador <laughs> no. Kosh on a hot mic? Are you kidding me? No. To millions of people? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. He would they fucking him about blow everyone's war. minds. He would, yeah. uh, fuck, that would be amazing. But uh, listen, I, I think what happened made, made sense. Like in the story, yeah. I, I think it made perfect sense. So I'm not like um, actually upset so, with it. I'm so, only yeah, upset so that he didn't speak. She goes to see Kosh and she says, you know, we have. We also have ASN. Kosh's nickname or uh, last name rather. Last name. What do you yeah, think about him having time. two names? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, an ISN exclusive of Kosh, which is that they're setting up a shot. It's Ambassador Kosh over here. Mackie, quick the camera. Ambassador Kosh, Ambassador, Cynthia Torkman, ISN News. Can we ask you a few questions? Ambassador Kosh. Did we get that? Tell me we got that. People, the emperor of a whole uh, planet had never seen a Vorlon before. Yeah. These people are extremely mysterious. And they caught him on, they Pokemon snapped him. They got him. <laughs> they Pokemon snapped him. I love this. I love this so much because it takes, again, the premise and uses it in a funny comedy way with a sci-fi because how many times do you see in the news or whatever? We're trying to get a, we're trying to get an interview with this, with this person. They walk out the door and, the, and then they just go back in like, oh no, I don't want to do this. But it's funny because it's Kosh. This big goofy well, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have said, "Get the camera out of my face," <laughs> which was also weird because it's out of character. Like that seems yeah. a little too literal uh, yeah. for Kosh for him to just for him to do that. But you know, like the thing is, is that everyone acts different when the camera's on. Absolutely. Yeah, if it was very reminiscent saying. of when Quentin Tarantino got pursued by that one reporter, and he's like, "What do you want? What do you want?" And he's just pushing him and making them fall over. It was very weird that. Kosh would do such a thing. That's it's very aggressive for him, but uh, I thought it was an interesting choice. Yeah, an interesting choice. <laughs> uh, so now uh, we are uh, <laughs> we we get a good uh, little transition from uh, Cynthia here, where she goes, you know. Uh, also, another weirdo on this bizarre station full of freaks is uh, Delenn. And yeah, what's uh, her deal? Delenn didn't want to talk to us, but we got her to talk to us. <laughs> he annoyed her Poor, so much that she just went and talked to us. Oh, God. Delenn. Not me. She she got what she was asking for, which was wow. a completely wow. mean and cruel interview with a bunch yeah. of leading uh, uh, yeah. questions. Uh, <laughs> just absolutely... It's like, so uh, uh, tell me about uh, Minbar. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like, oh, is, yeah. Minbar is pretty cool. And it's oh, yeah. like uh, our cities are made of crystals. It's like oh, uh, yeah. I hear we the... love triangles. Yeah, <laughs> she starts talking about triangles and wind chimes. Those oh, cool. hats or part of your head. Uh, and, uh, if, and if only they. And Delenn is like, can you give us a little cultural exchange? Can you tell me about how periods work? And so mm -hmm. then Cynthia Torkman explains how that happens. She grabs out a tampon and, and throws it uh, off. And it she works. starts with the softball, and then she's then she goes. Uh, then she goes for the the jugular. It's she awful. goes full sicko mode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She uh, she goes goblin mode, and uh, <laughs> she she says, you know, uh, your your appearance isn't typical. You look kind of like a freak. You ever notice <laughs> that? Yeah, it's and, like well, you uh, know, I, I did then, this for for us. 
And then she goes, I have a photo of you from last year. And you don't yes. look like you did last year. That's pretty fucked <laughs> up. It's a, a shitty Dude. thing. The, this, yeah. this made me sad because it was like, we've already seen it established that uh, her own people don't right. like are rejecting her for how she like literally in just like the last episode that happened. And now mm. it's just like, oh, yeah, also humans think you suck. Think you think you are free. Yeah. Also. She so, has no safe place to go. There is, there is, yeah. you are appeasing nobody. Um, and everyone thinks you look like it was free. all for nothing. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's just sad. It's just like, it's fucking, yeah, mm. it's, it sucks. I love Shitty. how this is constructed though, because it is cruel, but it is one of those things as a viewer, you ask yourself, like, wouldn't people in this world ask these things or think these things? Like, the humans were nearly genocided by the Minbari, they were almost eradicated. And then you have somebody who we know has good reasons for it now wearing a human face. It's like in this world of people who are scared and bigoted, it's it makes sense that people would have this perception and not be a fan of somebody who was from a culture that nearly eradicated everybody is now pretending to be one of us or looking like one of us and we don't know why or what the motive is. And if we do, we don't believe it. I think it's a really well done scene because also it's like Cynthia Talkman, the actress does such a good job of delivering it without tipping the hand again she's not playing it as i'm full bigoted mode evil journalist she's she's got the right amount of emotion to the questions whilst also still being leading and antagonistic but when she does ask how do you think they feel there is a that's a great question to ask but also it is also hard because then the scene ends with just Delenn crying for two straight minutes yeah <laughs> she no, asks said. well it's not really a question though so i i disagree she she's like all right so over a quarter of a million humans uh were killed in a war with your people how do you think mm. their families feel and then Dylan starts to that talk you look like says, one of us. and she answers mm. her own question yeah she's like i is, did this i think for they this, feel yeah. hurt and betrayed yeah. You're taking yeah. a human face you're not entitled to. Yeah. And then, like, she just goes until uh, mm -hmm. Delenn starts to cry. Yeah, yeah, she does not have questions about, you know, Delenn's point of view. She has mm. statements about her point of view, which is... Yeah, and the general people, point of view of her. I, yeah, and I think that does speak to the uh, editorial slant at, uh, what is it? I ISN. ISN, yeah. yeah like, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, sick she's... of hearing your shit about the editorial stance of ISN, Steve. <laughs> No, I don't news. know. It's just the news. Yeah, there's no. Um, and uh, but another person that's saved by Ivana or I, sorry, mispronounced Ivanova. Ivanova yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, calling her into the council chambers. Um, so now uh, we're we're in the the council chambers, and uh, this this episode does a good like we have like a handheld camera like kind of moving yeah. around. One shot. Uh, the council chambers. Ivanova has now found proof that the ship, the Centauri ship, had fusion bombs and uh wouldn't you know it Jakari's not happy about Jakari's pretty bad yeah and mm. uh sheridan is uh upset too the uh, babylon 5 is neutral uh territory uh, much like sean this, is Londo. in our, our many arguments um yes. yeah. mm -hmm. and uh uh this uh behavior endangers everyone on this station and uh Lando, listen that was outside it's ship to ship. The risk is minimal, and our ships can carry whatever they want. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Delenn's like, not no. when you're gonna hurt people. Yeah, and 
they all start arguing and Jakar says, They're not! They're doing what they always do! Using details to distract us from doing what must be done! Grabbing yep. an argument with someone, you just try to trip them up in uh, pedant pedantic horseshit until yeah. they, they get frustrated and uh, yeah. give up. Londo says that any ships will defend themselves from being searched. And uh, Delenn's like, well, why don't all the, the ships, how about they go home? And Jakar's like, what, <laughs> the ships with weapons in them? <laughs> so they're going to kill a bunch of Narn? Like, and just, on. they're all about to yell a little bit more, and then the lights flicker. Mm. The place shakes around. Yeah, and uh, Ivanova, or, I'm sorry, I, and I apologize. Ivanova. Uh, to, uh, Ivanova, uh, please. Yeah, I, Ivanova. Uh, uh says uh that they need uh the the captain in uh cnc uh it's a, a shooting war yeah okay. war's been declared yep war been declared yeah uh, so uh we see uh sec secure cam 15 and we see a whole bunch of uh centauri narn ships firing at each other pew pew we pew 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 and uh we hear an air raid siren as mm -hmm. uh the reporter explains that the uh what we just saw that the Narn and Satari are shooting at each other. Uh, and uh, then we see some Star Furies uh, announce like, hey, please surrender or we will open fire. Mm. Uh, we go into the CNC. We see that uh, there's uh, some damage to B5, a couple decks or whatever. This is some classic uh, sci-fi ship stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so uh, and such-and-such -and -such has been uh, damaged. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, send uh, some uh, repair yeah, teams. Send out some ships to uh, hmm. see what's going on. It feels like this would be a great spot for a young man named Warren Keffer, but I guess not. No. Is he okay? Oh, I, I hear he's okay. He's writing a letter back home to his girlfriend. Yeah, he's eagerly <laughs> awaiting him. He's just reading that letter again and I, again. Again and again. Yeah. That hologram he was going to fuck. He is in the show, right? He is in the show. Yeah. What if he was a wonderful dream? <laughs> what if he was a just this beautiful hunky dream? Yeah. I can't go into my 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 usual rant again. That no, let's in, hear it. Let's hear he it. He is in the opening credits every week. Yeah. He's there with, and he was friends. They established that he was friends. He's with there everybody. with Talia as well. Did you see Talia in this episode? I don't hear you screaming about Talia time. Well, Talia had Talia. multiple episodes this yeah. season. Talia yeah, we just had, had Keffer in the last episode. Yeah, but we we've never had a a Keffer centric episode. We, the most <laughs> we've had Ropos? for Keffer was we had that plot where he became friends with the soldiers who died. <laughs> yeah, Dude, and that it was pretty good, good, but it was like was good, but that was not centered around him. But that um, episode was so powerful for Keffer that we need to have a little bit of a break. You don't want to OD. That's true. The other two episodes that he was, the two other episodes that he was like strongly featured in, he mm -hmm. didn't, still didn't really do all that much. What about um, the previous the, episode the when one... he featured at the very end? Huh? And the last nice. one, they just threw him in there at the end. But... I'm going to blame all of this on the actor's agent. I feel like maybe the agent bundled uh, this deal. I need to and know. It was like, where and it was goes, like, my client it. needs five lines per episode. This is, like, this is a, uh, they... this for me is like a shit or get off the pot. Like this, this can go either way. And it's very exciting think... and kind of scary where it can either be, Keffer eventually like shows up again and then actually gets becomes an important mm -hmm. character or he disappears. Like it could go either yes, way. No, I agree. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, you do know 
Ben and Ryan, you know it all, but yeah. Sean and I are just Sean and I are sitting have with, frustration with bated, right bated now. breath. Like, what two... is going to happen with this? Like, is this? Did they no. just take a swing at just like get? Let's get this. Let's get this young guy Keffer in there. Uh, Wouldn't it be look, cool if we got this guy? Like, and then they were just like, "Fuck, we don't know what to do with this guy." Um, I, you know what happens? Shit. We don't. We're yeah, just sitting well, here being like, "Where's Keffer?" This guy is like, as, he really is like Poochie for hmm. us right now. Like, well, we really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, um, as who grew up Catholic, all I'll say is patience is a virtue. That's all okay. I'll say. Wow. This is killing me. Wow. This is this is Catholic. Very whip out Catholicism on you boys, oh, but uh, patience for Kefa, virtue. That's wow. that's it. Wow, a fellow Catholic, a fellow Catholic. Sean, Sean, can you believe it? Three Catholics. Sean, three Catholics, huh? And you. It's called three a Three Catholics. Catholics. Sean, are not actually Catholic. You do not go to mass. You I, I have been you? confirmed. How dare you? you know. Yeah, also you like, like, tw- like 20 years ago. Sean, it is. Done shit since then. We're in Lenten liars. times, and I have not. First oh, off, I gave up something, which is uh, oh, uh, giving Absolute. Sean a hard time. Absolutely, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I gave up for. Don't go to Lent. confession, either of you. I go to confession twice a week. Not true. Um, not true. And then, uh, and also, I don't eat meat on Fridays right now. I have uh, mm-hmm. uh, a a light Lenten meal of uh, of uh, fish and lettuce. Every uh, right. Friday, I don't, I don't believe. I don't believe it at all. Yeah, Why don't no, you believe me? It because it's because it's against the law for a Catholic to lie. Yeah, all right, yeah. now yeah. <laughs> John F. Kennedy never lied. I don't think that's true. There you go. I uh, I'm a Catholic. I will never lie. I also yeah. will live yeah. forever. If you uh, elect <laughs> me as president, I will uh, report to the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? People yes. loved it at the time. I, but I'm it. handsome. Vote. I'm handsome. I'm handsome by the standards obey. of 1960. I will obey everything that the Pope tells me to do. And everyone's 1960, like, yes. I'm the handsomest man you've ever seen. <laughs> All right, we're this going is, off. This is He's bringing about the Hollywood magic to the White House. That's what I'm we're roasting JFK, who was Take shot that, in the brain, all. and you could see it on camera. <laughs> it's on camera. You can look it up. In fact, we'll Don't edit in. Pruder film. The Zap Pruder film. Look at that. Google it. Kids. <laughs> Back. Yeah, for all the kids I watching. I want to see the president's one. brain explode. Check it out. <laughs> Called the Zap Pruder film. You know, actually, I don't think that happened. I think that... that uh, There's reviews for Kubrick it on Letterboxd, it. probably, I think. Mm, boy, think there is? Out. Yeah. Um, all right. So, um, anyway. uh, <laughs> Sheridan says we have to defend our uh, uh, people. Even though uh, he's told if uh, the ships open fire, it might be considered an act of war. And uh, he lets him know target weapons and uh, navigation, but weapons hot. Mm. Uh, So now uh, we we see a few ships fly by the observation dome window and uh, uh, Sheridan and uh, Ivanova. I'm going to get that wrong for the rest of my life. Uh, shrink back from the chip flying by, uh, and uh, the uh, the Star Furies have uh, disabled the ships uh, they were uh, going for, and they're going to capture the crews. They're going to search those ships, and mm-hmm. uh, Sheridan uh, says he's going to call Jakar and Londo for a meeting, and if he if they resist, he's going to throw them in, uh-huh. uh, and then he noses the camera. I'm going to throw them in. A hug. I'm gonna give them a big old hug and a smoocheroo. A big glass of OJ. That stands for orange juice, kids. <laughs> We're good friends on Babylon 5. We don't throw ambassadors in the brick at all. <laughs> uh, good cover up. 
So, <laughs> and I've only been in high five. Yeah. yeah. That'll teach him. So now we're we getting uh, to uh, my favorite part of the episode here coming up. Uh, which is uh, okay. I did, yeah, whatever. This is. I don't know uh, what it is. So Cynthia first explains uh, the war. She catches us up on the Norn Centauri War, and then she interviews uh, Jakar. Is this is this uh, your favorite? Is uh, this oh it? no no we're not we're not. He's going to say, Sean, no. this is an interesting. I mean, it's a pretty scene. interesting. It's a good, scene. It's a good no, scene. no 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 we're we're not there yet. I thought it's we were further. I thought we were further scene. along yeah. than we are. Yeah, I, I was I I was like, oh, did no. you think it was? No, he, keep, he said keep, keep keep going. Keep going. Is it the pouchling line? It's a good scene. So she talks to Jakar and he explains the Centauri occupation 150 years ago. They created the Centauri in peace. Their planet was green. They resisted them. Their sh- uh, planet was uh, ruined. And Jakar's uh, dad uh, mm-hmm. was like a servant for a, a, a family in one of the larger cities on Narn. Uh, and uh, one day, his father spilled a cup of hot jala. Ugh. Yeah. And we know all the different horrible ingredients that go into that, so they must have been pretty mad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one day we will drink it for this podcast. Uh, mm. I, I will mix it up, get, get the boys over here. We'll all have hot jollas together. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you two will not spill it on me. Uh, yeah. but, uh, because he spilled it and because of the tensions between the Narn and the Centauri were quite high at the time, they hung him. Yeah. And on the last day he hung out there for three days. Yeah. Uh, and on the last day, Jakar, against the advice of his mother, went out and uh, spoke to his father, who said he was proud of his son and to go and fight. And then he died. And the next day, he ran away and killed his first Centauri. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, um, mistakes. Relatable. Like yeah. I mean, not relatable. It's like that. relatable to had... Steve. No, I was going to say, like, <laughs> not relatable to me, but like, I think anyone watching. Uh, in the future, we'll probably be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's been a lot of instances in Earth history where people have acted mm. this way. Uh, and Jakar calls it out as well. Yeah, he says, yeah, this is never for, for many people, the words never again, or for many people on Earth, the words never again uh, uh, ring true. And uh, mm. so that's that's why we, uh, why I resist and why I continue to resist. And she says, uh, how do you respond to reports that your military has lost six of seven uh, engagements? And it's just Centauri propaganda. Yeah. yeah. She asks Jakar the more pointed questions than she does Londo. That's uh, something to point out, too. <laughs> well, and then, yeah. So then we see Londo. Is this the scene? I'm going to keep asking until we get it. No, you, you're going to. It's. I, I think All it's know. fairly obvious what it is. But oh, wait, no. Now I know which one yeah. it is. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 we know yeah, what it yeah. is. All right, that's a couple is. away. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Londo uh, uh, explains, listen, you know, when we met the Narn, they were, they were primitive. Uh, and then we civilized them and took them to the Ugh. stars and they repaid us with brutality and death. And it was all very expensive. So that's why we left. <laughs> yeah, we just left. It was too expensive and they were assholes. He was Mr. Dinking asked, them. We would have went. Yeah. If they asked us politely, we would have gone. We weren't there for any reason other than friendship, of course. That non-propaganda says otherwise. We're nice people who only want peace and love and yeah, unity. We want peace. By the way, we didn't declare war. That no. was the Narn he, that he, declared yeah, he war. He points out yeah. the Narn are the we... ones that declared war. 
after after we uh, destroy one you, of their colonies. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, so like he's that so Lando good, Lando. <laughs> Yeah, like, he's he's such a good like PR machine. Yeah, and it's like we already know that Londo is like a very you know I I, I like Londo as a character. He's very charismatic, and I always mm-hmm. like seeing him. So it's like yeah, you can see how he can uh, he can use yeah. that charisma uh, for mm. for evil purposes. I mean, which he's is essentially villain. what he's, he's doing here. Yeah, he's a straight up villain. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This episode so. doesn't show us his. Uh ability for introspection or remorse like we have had in other episodes it's it's just so it is one of those things that make you pull your hair out because he's the guy that started this he's the guy that ordered this to happen and now here he is going they declared war it wasn't on us Uh, it's like i have no involvement in this it's like yeah you do londa you're you're the biggest piece of shit here dude and he's just oh but we want to have peace we don't want to attack our good human friends although if you do get our ships we'll shoot you just FYI. Yeah, by the way, like don't piss us off. <laughs> don't, so don't now we're we're back in C C and C. Good job. And uh uh you know things have seemed to calm down. And Shoot. uh you don't want to say that because here's the thing about Babylon 5. Mm. You don't have to be crazy to work there, but uh it helps. And um <laughs> uh, so uh, uh then a uh, battle cruiser uh jumps in nearly on top of uh Babylon 5 and Londo radios in. I'm sorry this has come as such a surprise, Commander, but I warned you not to interfere. You have no right to search or detain our ships. It, you will be blockaded until yeah. our ships are returned unopened and anyone that that tries to come in here we'll send them back and if we if we're provoked we'll use deadly force even against babylon 5 even though our our close friend londo is there he says yeah. in the third person mm. uh mm. this is i like also he's Seated and or s- seated. Yeah, he's seated. He's seated it in a way where he looks like my cat. Yeah, like he's lounged in such he's a way. Him. Like mm. he's he's very. He looks very comfortable, and that's what I like <laughs> yeah. about him. Yeah, he's he's a piece of garbage. It's just again the cuts of this episode too. Like one of the things we haven't mentioned is I love how this feels like a news report by they leave some shots lingering just that second too long, or they cut them off a second too quick. And this is another example. It's like they just focus on London on the TV just a little too long than they need to, and then it goes away again. I love that kind of stuff in this. <laughs> it's a good episode. It's yeah. Well made. And uh, so now it's time for the famous Sean's favorite Sean's favorite scene. It's Uh, Sean's favorite scene. Oh yeah, this is the uh, the ad for uh, (laughs) the the Psychor, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, a sad, sad little Johnny. Oh man, this is this is Mm -hmm. this is like primo. This is this is the good shit. <laughs> this is, yeah. this yes, is it is. Good, this is as good as it gets. I, I I love this so much. This is yeah. This this could have been out of Starship Troopers. This is very yeah. Starship Troopers. Yes, it's extremely upsetting. Um, <laughs> but again, from the point of view of the the normal person, uh, basic ass uh, Earth citizen watching this, be like, oh, oh, yeah, great. It's a status <laughs> yeah. quo. Oh, yeah. the psychic kid is going to join the psychic. It's great. And he has a new uh, uh, Aryan haircut. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got friends. Oh, and he's I missed the haircut. Yeah, what what yeah, happened, yeah, Sean? Let's, let's, 
get yeah, into we'll, the scene. Uh, well, basically, I mean, it's just it's an ad for this. Like, there's a kid who's basically uh, he's he's describing uh, that like he uh, basically like uh, he knew like another kid at school was lying and mm. uh, he got like basically he feels alienated from his his friends at school because he has latent psychic abilities. Well, um, that's what and yeah. a, a psychop uh uh like warps Sim. in he uh yeah. he he beams yeah. in and mom look yeah. a psychop he, the, the, the fact that he just like shows up in his house is also like very, very ominous very like, ominous. everything oh. is so ominous yeah the, the yeah. problem is, is that other right kids don't name. understand you johnny but johnny. we do mm, and yeah. uh what a fucking this is so good come to the psychor center we're everywhere. And she's, and she's like, well, where is it? And he's yeah. like, literally everywhere. We <laughs> are always we're, we're around. With the For your convenience. We're everywhere. we're everywhere. For your convenience. We have offices and schools and children's hospitals. We even have mobile testing centers that travel the country. And if he qualifies, we'll give him an education, a job, purpose the 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 reveal of when like they go from like the before and after to when they show him after yeah, he's been he's in the psych like, and he's got the haircut and he's in the outfit and it's just like yeah oh he's my got like god. a mini a mini nazi outfit oh on. my god it's the psych outfit, there yeah. is also yes. a I, I, subliminal yeah, message I, I saw it happen and i'm like i could probably pause this but i don't want to it, so what, what was it, the message uh, what it says uh yes. is uh the psych is your friend trust the core yeah, yeah right. I saw that. That was a, and that was I was right. actually looking up the I was that's on the, fun for the VCR. Yeah, I was on yeah. the Lurkers Guide for that one. And, <gasps> oh, and JMS, be careful with there. JMS was specifically, uh, he specifically stated like, "Ooh, I put for folks who are watching on tape, I put in a little fun thing for you." Wink, wink. You'll see. What, cool. And it's yeah, and it's yeah, it's that. I actually I tried to pause it on that frame, and I could it, it went by so fast I couldn't. JMS is such a nerd, like mm, yeah. <laughs> just for you, fun, for right? you yeah. viewers. It makes the show feel a little bit more timeless, even though it's got like the '90s budget and the effects or whatever. It's like on a re, you can rewatch this and get little things like that. That's cute. That's fun. Yeah. Again, yeah. it's great. It's dedicated to the bit. It's dedicated uh, to the bit. But this was great. Like this was this was so good. I this is exactly <laughs> like what I wanted from this premise of this kind of episode was was this. So yes, I would have loved more A of plus. these. This was great. Yeah, I would yeah. have loved to see more ads, more uh, freakish, <laughs> frightening Babylon Five world ads. Um, this message is brought to you by the Ministry of Public Information. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, good enough. Good enough. This this yeah. This, this was, was great. great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So. Continue. So she, uh, uh, we returned to Cynthia. We're out of the ad break, and uh, the uh, they're in closed council session, and uh, she sees uh, Sheridan walking out. Uh, is there any progress on the negotiations? And uh, he's like, "Well, you know, we're 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 working on it." And she says, "Well, there's uh, some in the Senate uh, that say you should let the Centauri just have what mm. they want," and. Mm. Uh, Sheridan reaches into his uh, quote of the day and he says, yeah. well, uh, uh, I don't think uh, uh, that the Senate would undermine my position by armchair quarterbacking. Could I just say that just, you know, Ben, you know, yeah. we have guests. We have a guest, so we, maybe we should have him say uh, backseat rugby fly halfing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I don't know what that's what we call it. Just sure. Google that. <laughs> no, I I'm very uh, I follow rugby. What are some of, some other rugby uh, phrases? Uh, scrum. You know, uh, uh, we have a scrum. Thunder. 
Yeah, scrum is when all the guys like lock shoulders with one another and the sure, ball falls sure. underneath yeah. and somebody has to get it. So that's a fun well, a ball. Thing. Yep, there's another term. What's right uh, what's your favorite? <laughs> who's your favorite rugby team, uh, Steve? Uh, the uh, yes, uh, say the, just Canadian, say the, just say the all blacks. Uh, say the all blacks. That's no, it. Yeah. Canadian Wolverine. Even yeah, I say know the New that. Zealand team. Yeah, right here in front of the Australian. Yeah, thanks. Wow. <laughs> oh, get his ass! Get his ass! <laughs> Jeez, Sean. Uh, so, uh, Jakar, uh, then, so rather, so Sheridan uh, exits after uh, talking about uh, what was it again, uh, uh, Steve? What was uh, the rugby phrase? Oh, he was a uh, backseat rugby fly halfing. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 And uh, uh, so Sheridan exits, and then Jakar enters, and uh, he he uh, says to Cynthia. This uh, should prove once and for all that the Centauri are a menace and not just us. And we'll take whatever steps are necessary. So now we, we hang out uh, with the Senator. He, he says, uh, you know, the, the, what, what happened? Uh, we, this is what Earth Dome has been nervous about for quite some time. We, you know, we don't want to get drawn into a conflict that isn't, uh, has nothing to do with us. And <clears> what <throat> happened next came, you know, it had the reluctant support of Earth Dome, but a uh, hundred deaths. Hundreds so, of deaths. So, or hundreds of deaths. Mm. Or a hundred deaths. Uh, I'll never check. Uh, so, yeah. uh, uh, now we're back at C and C. And Sheridan has got some uh, orders from the Dome, as uh, they, they've started saying, actually, on the show. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he announces that, uh, my government has rejected your demand. That we release your ships, we will not bend to your terrorist threats. Actually, yeah. Sean, I thought it was interesting how he said terrorist. Uh, did did you uh, spy this? What did he say? Like uh, terror terrorists? Yeah, he said it. He, he said, said it like it, that. Yeah. yeah, there it is. And he said, "I I won't put up with any." Yeah, and he, you know how he said uh, uh, nuclear, nuclear. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Procedure. <laughs> Don't mess with Texas. <laughs> it's funny that he said all that. That was fun. Yeah. That was a fun time. Well, it is it's... funny when you look back on this that this was the mid '90s, and that whole sentiment of "we don't negotiate with terrorists" is still one of those things that just is rippling. Where I watch it today, and I look back on it and go, "Yeah, not much has changed, huh?" Alrighty. Here we go. And this is another one of those. Oh, I'm glad that the future that this show takes place in is still the nightmare that we live in currently. Great. Oh, yeah. 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 They they make pains to be like, this show is uh, things don't get better. Things are a little <laughs> bit different in that they're the same. Um, so mm. uh, uh, any hostile actions taken by you will be taken as an attack on Babylon 5 itself. And we will respond. And uh, Sheridan, Sher uh, Sheridan says, listen, they're bluffing. They won't take on the whole station. Remember, Gropos, we got new guns. We could take down now. a warship. They don't want to do uh, that. They, they don't want to yeah, get that. Thank you for the guns. Mm. And so they send out an automated transport ship. There's no one on it. Don't worry. Don't, don't worry. It's not Kaffir. It's not Kaffir. It's safe. Kaffir will be fine. Could have been a Kaffir thing, but it's okay. No, yeah, yeah. Kaffir's okay, everybody. Don't worry. He, he, he survives to another day after this episode. Kaffir um, will return dramatically. And uh, the uh, uh, ship sneaks out past the Centauri warship, and nothing happens. They don't fire on it. Everything's fine. Everybody claps and sees. They want, yeah. Including Ivanova. 
Mission and, accomplished. Uh, yeah, Tron. Mission accomplished. <laughs> mission accomplished. That's going into Clinton now. Mission accomplished. I, I feel your mission. Um, <laughs> so Clinton saying Bush lines. <laughs> That's why I listen to your Babylon Five podcast. You are the few brave ones to have the Clinton Bush era humor. Mission. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so we well, you know, so few are 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 as we brave as we are. The, yes, yeah, it's terrorists. We're not brave enough to do that yeah. on ours. No, people are afraid. Um, <laughs> they're they're terrified. Uh, or they're terrified. Um, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, everybody claps. Uh, uh, please clap. Uh, and (laughs) then, uh, they get hailed by the Centauri and, uh, Sheridan, he's feeling himself. Uh, and I feel like nothing can go wrong, honestly, after this. Nothing can possibly go wrong. And, uh, so, uh oh, a Narn ship, uh, jumps in and, uh uh-oh, it just starts immediately firing on the Centauri ship. And Sheridan is like, no, come on, we got this. No, please. And, like, Sheridan's running around and is like, no, no, no. No. (laughs) Jimmy Stewart came in the episode. Great. No, don't do it, Clarence. No. I loved loved Bruce Boxleitner's performance here, because also it's like that funny thing where I think of it as an actor. He's having to press buttons that are fake buttons, so you just have Bruce Boxleitner like, angrily pressing these flat buttons going don't do it no i've worked so hard on this <laughs> there's a little voice that says out of toner um yeah. i was in tron uh, listen to me <laughs> uh so uh then uh they call for all civilians to the shelters they uh close the blast doors as a, a shot comes towards them yeah and, good timing yes. uh the uh narn ship destroys the centauri ship and then oh, it tries right. to jump, uh, tries to mm. jump, but their ship's too fucked up, and so it explodes itself. So yeah, everybody the hyper, dies. The hyperspace got it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody dies. Yeah. It's uh, a good analogy. Yeah. No winners here. Um. So now, uh, we get a, the the reporters wrapping up. You know, this mm. wasn't a typical day at Babylon Five, but things are getting bad, and uh, maybe we should. You know, give let, let Babylon Five give it give it a chance, and we're going to we're going to ask everyone that we talk to, including Warren Keffer, <laughs> if Babylon Five is worth it. And they ask Garibaldi, absolutely yes. Garibaldi's a yes. That's a yes. Londo, yes. A smug yes. yes. A, a Jakar, very smug yes. Uh. Uh, qualified maybe yes i don't uh, know anymore is that a yes or a no yeah he doesn't really he says i don't know anymore i used to think so but (laughs) uh and then uh ivanova that's a strong (laughs) yes yes. i I, I like that she was just like yes (laughs) yeah everyone else gave kind of like a little bit more she was like yes just ivanova please go away you the funny one Uh, (laughs) would you agree with that Yes. Yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> uh, uh, Delenn. Yes. Uh, uh, humans build communities. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that this and the other uh, human jack off shit. Whatever. Yeah. Very poetic. Uh, whatever. As always, Sen- Delenn. Uh, uh, a senator answer. jerk. I guess we'll have On to trail. see, won't we? Mm. Uh, Franklin. 
uh, if we weren't here right now, half the people in this room would be dead. And then he looks at the reporter. Yeah, including yeah, this is you. One, one last like super serious moment from from Franklin here. So that's a that's a yes, I think. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, so that's a yes, right? Uh, Del Del Vientes, uh, oh, Eduardo Del Vientes, the 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 union guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got to get he, a pension he his, somehow. He needs his pension. Yeah. Hey, I yeah, need, the, need the that money. Yeah, hey, get money. <laughs> yeah, that's his voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's an Italian. Hey. I think of him like in in his. In my mind, he's like uh, Captain Lou Albano playing Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Did, really? do, doesn't he hey. have like a, a mustache or no? Am I, yeah, am he I, does. Yeah, he, he had a mustache. He yeah, has a yeah. mustache. In yeah. the hey, DVD, Paisanos! In the DVD for season one, by, by any means necessary, has his face as the thumbnail, and he looks, because he's wearing overalls and a hat, he looks <laughs> He looks like Mario. Every time <laughs> I be Mario. Mario. I'm like, Fine. hey, Mario! Do and the then, Mario! Sure. Swing your Mario. arms from side to side. Is that Come Chris on, Pat it's time to go do the Mario. Uh, look it up, folks. Kids, all the kids who last, listen, look it up. We have one last man here. And uh, do you think that Sheridan is a yes or a no? Uh, well, it's a yes. That's Ooh. a yes. Uh, he, the job on B- of B5 isn't to enforce the peace. It's to create the peace. Mm. In the last few years, we've stumbled. But you know what? If you stumble a lot, you look at your feet and then he just starts talking about what a foot guy is <laughs> and then he says yeah. everybody watching at home send feet pics and yeah, then was, he takes his shoes off his and man, then he but, shows his feet um, he's like here's a little yeah. treat for you and then cynthia's like no please cut and then yeah and then he's like no okay he's like, no. i was very like, uncomfortable with it but you know it was interesting i'm the ranking <laughs> officer here so keep show it up feet. Here we show going. feet show feet <laughs> he's and had an arc since like the soulmates that. episode he was against the idea of showing his feet off in a group environment in soulmates in which they celebrated londo's ascension barefoot. now he's pro foot well he's it's part brilliant. of the five-year plan you yeah. see <laughs> an idea in an earlier episode then you pay it off later that's, that's how storytelling works that's that's, that's, that's jms when jms uh, was writing the show bible first page feet. foot arc and then, and then you drew a little foot. Fark. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that's what Babylon 5's about. It's about <laughs> feet picks. Mm-hmm. And uh, only by making people understand feet picks can we hope to create a better world for ourselves. Then we, we go back, Cynthia Torkman in her magical news zone <laughs> on her floating pedestal. <laughs> Uh, uh, surrounded by uh, CGI uh, gobbledygook, and she says good night, and then she shows feet to show that <laughs> she herself has progressed as a person. Yeah, and uh, and that's you know that's what that that's like the little C arc of this is. Yeah, at yes. first she's reluctant to show feet, and yeah. then at the end, and then she does. She, she does shows it. the whole foot, and you and know what. Does. Uh, I, 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 and I myself went on that journey. I didn't think of myself as a yeah. foot guy, but now I am. Yeah, that's uh, how it goes. Show feet. And remember, you can send feet pics to <laughs> lastpassb5 <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, 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 lastpassb5 at gmail.com. Uh, but that is the episode. Hmm. Boys, what did, uh, sure what, 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 what did you think? Um. I'll start off quick. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is, I loved it. This is one of my favorites so far. Uh, mm. 
loved it. Uh, what a fun idea. I was hoping that they would stick with the premise and they did. Uh, did a lot of fun stuff with it. I thought it was a really neat perspective on everything. Kind of made you think about the whole show in uh, kind of a, a, a different way because uh, you're kind of seeing it from the outside perspective. Um, the fucking... Uh, <laughs> I, I, did, I did enjoy the Kosh part, even though he didn't speak, which I, I kind of hoped he would, but I still yeah, enjoy that he was just a weird. He was like, ah. <laughs> like no. <laughs> no, that was still great. Get that camera um, out of my face. Yeah, that was great. Uh, and uh, the commercial for the Psychor was like mm. the, maybe the best thing they've ever done so far. Like yeah, I yeah. love that. Um, yeah, d- delightful. I loved it. I, I had a I had a blast. Great time with this one. Uh, Steve. Uh, yeah, it was it was fantastic. I loved it. Um. It it had so many layers. Uh, it was such a unique way to look at the show. There was like me- the the story of the reporters, and then the story of the actual episode, and then like all the characters being different for the camera, and then like the commercials. It was it was a, a complete winner, absolute yeah. winner. Um, really far and away, like just great and like they Battlestar Galactica did a similar episode where they're like we're gonna film everyone on the this is a better episode than that one and that episode uh I didn't like uh, because they didn't one of my favorite Baltar moments though Mm. oh yeah that show business (laughs) Mm. the whole episode trying to get attention from Lucy Lawless and then he mm. finally, uh, she's setting up the the thing, and then there's some sort of like yeah, they then, they hear an explosion, so she runs away. And he's left yeah, alone, he's... and he turns to uh, six and gets that shit business. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like th- this, like commit th- this lives in uh, its p- point of view for the whole episode, which is yeah. probably not easy to do. Like mm. when you write a show a certain way, and you're just like, we are going to completely upend it for forty two minutes or whatever. Uh, I really got to give it up. Like this episode is a complete win. Um, and does it does it upstage uh, the one with Londo's horrible wives? I don't know. Mm. Maybe. Well, we'll mm. we'll have to discuss it at the the year end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, or uh, it seems like you're you're probably a fan too, right? I'm a fan too. I'm a big fan of uh, how it dedicates itself to the bit, as I've said many a times, and yes, it, it yeah. does have a great amount of restraints from the writing in terms of the the journalists, the ISN. They're clearly not good, but it isn't so ham-fistedly done. This isn't the first episode of Star Trek Picard in which it's so obvious, like, did you get it? Fox News <laughs> fucking sucks. I forgot about, I forgot yeah, about the okay. reporter in the first mm-hmm. episode of Picard. It's okay, you can forget about Picard, it sucks. But, it's uh, okay, yeah. Uh, you can tell, like, with how JMS is with religion, he's somebody who's experienced it, doesn't believe in it, but he has a somewhat fair point of view whilst also still having his critiques of it. And this yes. is a great example of... And you will he have the handsome has... atheist at the beginning of the, the line of, of, world <laughs> yeah. of Earth religions. <laughs> but he clearly has some respect for journalism. It has to exist for a reason. There are benefits to it, but also... There's critiques to be made of it here, and especially if you're going to have it in a universe as twisted as this one, you're going to have that. But also, I love episodes where we look at our crew from different perspectives. I love those types of episodes. You don't have to be crazy in this universe, but it helps. Uh, Yeah, that helps. Nobody's nerfing. It helps. It helps. But yeah, I love episodes where you get a different look at people. 
as well. Like I love Reg Barkley episodes in TNG because those are we're looking at the TNG crew we know, but from somebody else's perspective. And this is even better because it is in the format of something we know in the real world, the news. So that's fun too. So yeah, it's a winner for me. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. No, I I, I like it a lot. This is uh this is always this is a, a good one. And it also we get a lot more of uh the Narn Centauri War. Um hmm which has been kind of in the background. This kind of foregrounds it in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we haven't had too much in a little bit. But uh, enough of that. It's time now for the, the real... And this is, this is you know... I know, Ryan, you, you, you're probably quite excited to, to be part of this discussion. Who oh, yeah. was the Jeffrey Sinclair sex person of this episode? Any any uh, takers? I, I don't really I know. No, idea. no clue, because this well, was not I'm a very one. sexy episode. Yeah, I wrote down, and this is here's oh, my I, pitch. I, I have a I have a pitch. I have a pitch. All right, you guys present your pitches because I don't really have one. You guys, I'll just yeah, have what you guys say. Honestly. This is not very serious. I just said not a very sexy episode. Mm. Why not Sheridan? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that's a whip. All right, here's mine. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ready? I'm yeah, ready. I'll tell you, yeah. Uh the psychop that beams in. That's mine. Because, that mine because he comes in too. and uh uh he's like, Oh, hi there. He has full <laughs> confidence. Yeah, yeah I'll me. go with that. Yeah, I like I, I, I that. Make, that that makes me smile, uh, even though it's <laughs> so, terrifying. Why, hello there, Johnny. <laughs> that was and he and he wait, holds wait, Ryan, that was that was, that was your message. pick too, Ryan? That was my that was my suggestion with the psycho. <laughs> well, well guess what? I used right. my telepathic powers. Wow. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna to have me. to go with Isn't that because that's a, of... that's that's too funny of, of one to not yeah, for me to sure. not go with it. So yeah, I, gotta, like, I gotta go with that. And he was a good looking man too, you know. He had that nineteen fifties yeah. look about him too. The, in a in a in a, in a scary sense, you know. Yeah, in like, a David Lynchian in sense. In a scary, yeah. sexy way. Um so next week. So uh, uh, this is another case of they shot in a different order. Um, and uh, if you look at the Lurker's Guide, uh, JMS is like, well, you know, uh, like there's some stuff that leads into it. But you know what? We're following the shooting order. or We're following uh, the air order. The yeah. Hell or high water. We're doing it. Do it. I don't right, give a shit. It. Fair enough. Uh, uh, so next week. Next week. In the shadow of Zaha Doom. Oh, no description. No description. Oh. No description. Gonna be a big one. Now, Steve, you've said in the past you do not care about Zaha Doom. Will this be the episode that changes your mind, or will you Maybe. be like more crap? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm interested. In it. I'm very compelled. So I can't, I'm excited. Yeah. For it. Look, we'll see. We'll see. What more happens. of this weird lore shit. I, I can't wait. I love it. Mm. Uh, uh, before uh, before we wrap up, uh, I'd like to say thank you once again. Thank you so much, uh, Ryan, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I, uh, we we talked. You could find uh, uh, Ryan and Rachel on uh, the Yum Yum uh, podcast uh, right mm. now. They're doing Yum Yum Five, uh, but just look up Yum Yum, and uh, they're going through uh, Babylon Five uh, from people who've watched it uh, perspective. Uh, yes. Is there any? Are there? 
I know you have another podcast. Uh, is, is that mm. going on right now? Or Yeah, that is. I have another one too. I have a film podcast where we talk about movies. Maybe we could have you guys on at some points Ooh, as well. I love uh, movies. My, my, my friend and I, Bartek, uh, we host a show called Spit and Polish Presents because we're both spitting young gentlemen and Polish. And uh, so that's where the joke comes in. But no, we oh. just review movies. <laughs> of... oh. Uh, sure. oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a thinking man's joke. I got yeah. it. Um, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But uh, yeah, we, we talk about movies. Any that come as a recommendation from us, from uh, our listeners, which we call what's the a, What's a recent people. one that you, you watch for it? Well, we've just come back from break, so we've done a few. We've done uh, Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead, which is a trauma film. We are oh, going okay. to sure. Mad Max, the first Mad Max. Right. And yeah, we've done a whole plethora of different movies on there, uh, good, bad, hidden gems, uh, well-known films. So if people are wanting to hear me and my good friend Bartek, just... Uh, riff a little and talk about uh what movie we watched this week uh yeah spin polish presents uh you can find it on all the places as well so yeah yeah that's about it you can follow us on twitter and instagram last best b5 uh mm-hmm. for both you could also send us an email last best b5 at gmail.com we are eagerly awaiting your sheridan slash kosh erotic fiction oh. uh, please and well, Ben wants feet pics. That's his business. Uh, okay. And uh, yeah, and if you could do us a solid and leave us a review, we'll read it on the air, just like the totally real one that is so close to what Ben and I would make up. It's it's frightening, uh, mm. but it's totally real. And uh, it really so sounds the way that it. you're saying it makes it sound like it's fake, but seriously, that it's, it's real. It's not. Fake. <laughs> it's real. Um, and uh yeah uh ryan thank you so much uh we are so happy to have you on when we started our little journey here we are Mm -hmm. just so amazed that we crossed paths with you because we are what like five episodes in -hmm. front of you like our our trajectory is eerily similar so i'm so glad that we have uh ended up on this path together yeah Um, i'm happy too it was it was a bit daunting because you guys started your show, and then I heard that you guys were the last Babylon 5 podcast, <laughs> and I worried, That's oh true. no, what can I do about that? Can I be the, the first worst Australian podcast of B5? I don't know. I, I can't fathom it, but somehow I've managed to slip by your being the last B5 podcast. But uh, yeah, we've just managed to coincide like that. It's been beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so listeners, check out Yum Yum Podcast. Uh, check out Ryan's movie podcast. Give us a review. Send us an email. Feet pics for Ben, please. And uh, you know what? Um, wanderers. Thank wanderers. you so much, uh, wanderers. Uh, that wraps things up. Wanderers. So see ya. Wanderers. See ya, space cowboy. Thank you for listening to the Last Best Babylon Five podcast. This podcast is starring Ben Vigent, Sean Rose, and Stephen Winchell. Art and theme by Stephen Winchell. Editing by Ben Vigent. If you enjoyed this podcast, give us a review on Apple Podcasts.